because that's your, your first step is you want to understand, you know, what it takes to run a hotel first before you can, you know, develop a hotel. So you want to, okay, let me get my hands dirty. Let me see how many, how long it takes to get all these beds ready for the guests, uh, what this check-in process looks like, um, how do I get bookings, the different booking engines, how do I work with them, how do I maintain my revenue within the hotel, uh, how do I control the labor costs. You know, you want to get your foot in the door. You want to understand, you know, what, what it takes to be in the hotel space. Gotcha. You are now listening to the Your First Steps podcast. It's great to talk about million dollar dreams, but where do we start? How do we get there? Listen up. As you hear directly from real estate industry leaders on how they reach success in their fields. And most importantly, what were their first steps? Let's get this party started. Here's your host, Eli, the real estate guy. All right, what's going on, everybody? Thank y'all so much for tuning into another episode of the Your First Steps podcast. All right, I'm so excited for you guys to join us today, and we have a very, very, very special guest. Uh, and uh, this guest, he is a husband, he is a father, he's an entrepreneur, and he is a hotel developer. Uh, I know you you guys probably have not uh, got a chance to see a lot of hotel developers come and actually speak about the process of developing hotels, but we have an expert here today, so I'm super excited to uh introduce you guys to Kofi Benson. Kofi, how are you doing today, man? Great, great. Awesome, great to be with awesome. you. Thank you so much. Absolutely, absolutely, man. So um, just to kind of uh, let you guys know how uh, we uh, we met. So uh, our wives are actually really good friends, uh, and they met, I believe, at a, a church or some type of event. And uh, as they got closer, that we're actually to we we're actually able to meet each other as well. Um, we all uh, became close, and we, we became good friends. And uh, now we're actually the the godparents of uh, your your child. So thank you again for that honor. That that was that was huge. So. Uh, thank, thank you for that. Yes, sir. Uh, so um, tell us a, a little bit about uh, yourself uh, for the people who don't know who uh, Kofi Menta is. Go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to the people. Sure. Well, like you said, my name is Kofi Menta. Uh, I'm a husband, a new father. Actually, I have a 16th month old, Camille. Uh, my wife is Kamisha. Um, I was raised in Houston, Texas, um, and I've traveled around for school and work and now i'm back actually in houston texas mm -hmm. but a little about me i have an uh older sister um and my parents are both here in uh texas as well but they travel back and forth because my sister actually lives in switzerland so they travel oh, back gotcha. and forth visiting visiting her cool. um but basically i'm I have a family and husband and i love working um um, involved in the church and I love all types of sports gotcha. outside of work so gotcha gotcha good deal you say your sister lives in Switzerland what is she doing out there uh, she actually works for the World Health Organization so nice. basically all the uh, viruses and diseases you can think of she's fighting to eradicate them gotcha awesome awesome okay good deal well hopefully we can uh, probably get her on the podcast uh, one of these days too so we can yeah. really I'll get some details on that. Uh, so um, you say you went to, uh, you traveled around for school. So what schools did you go to? Well, I started at uh, Purdue University for undergrad, mm -hmm. and I had a degree in 
I got a degree in hospitality and tourism management, which is basically the insight into hotels and um, hospitality and restaurants, kind of get a bird's eye view into how that process works. Gotcha. And then uh, from then I went to uh, Morgan State in, in uh, Maryland for a degree, uh, my master's uh, MBA in finance and uh, IT information systems. Gotcha. And then my last my last degree was at oh, University oh, of Maryland. Oh, you stacking them up. Okay, okay. Yeah, gotcha. stacking them up. Right, right. Uh, University of Maryland was real estate development, master's in real estate development. Gotcha. So, that makes sense. Those okay. are the, the three, different, three different paths. So I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, uh, but I did not know about that last degree. So we're definitely going to get uh, into that and uh, the importance of that and the influence of having that last degree. What what did that uh, you know affect in your career? But um, so before we get into uh, hotel development and where you are now uh, and uh, the photo booth business that you and your wife have, like before we get into all that stuff, take us back to your childhood on what it was like being raised in a mental household and what did that mean uh, for you and the influence that it had on your development. Okay. Uh, as far as my household, my dad is actually uh, an engineer and my mom is a nurse. So they worked a lot. Uh, my mom worked at night, overnights, and my dad worked during the day. So uh, we would, I guess, um, do a lot of, I guess, self-teaching, but at, at night is where we would kind of gather together as a family. Um, we would always have uh, family dinners. Um, and we were very uh, spiritual, so we would have uh, devotional moments at night, um, mm. kind of learning different scriptures, and that's kind of where we would meet um, to kind of have our together time. Gotcha. We we would do church on Sundays, church on Wednesdays, very involved in the church, so that was kind of our upbringing, or my grounding, I guess, mm. in, in my faith. Um, but I, I also worked a lot during um, growing up in high school. Gotcha. Um, as well. So do you play so, sports growing up uh, while, while yeah. you were younger? Yeah, so I ran a track in high school. I tried to play football, but it didn't, gotcha. didn't work out too gotcha. well. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> hey, I, I, I have uh, some horror stories too, uh, so I, I, I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah, mm. so really track was, track was the main thing and a little bit of soccer. But. Gotcha, okay. Did you uh, run, uh, run track in college as well or was it uh, mainly high school? Yeah, actually, <clears throat> my freshman year, I I ran at uh, I ran and um, kind of I walked on, but I wasn't like a big star or anything, but just to try it out. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I was ran a little bit. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool. So, uh, so we got from uh, you know being in the household, uh, very religious uh, background, and that laid a foundation for your faith. Uh, and uh, would you say that? Well, how important is faith to you when it comes to family? Uh, faith is, is very important because, I, I, I mean, I feel it's it's a good point of a moral grounding for me for, I mean, setting goals and having a vision and having some type of belief system that, you know, I, I can trust that this will work. And gotcha. I, I believe that there's, there's someone that, that can guide me and that can you know, serve a person as a, as a vision for me as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. So when it comes to uh, faith, uh, and I'll go ahead and uh, position, position this uh, so I can kind of guide what I'm looking for. So faith, of course, is extremely important. Uh, but when it comes to mentorship, 
how do you balance uh, having faith in God with also seeking mentorship uh, for whatever professional endeavors you have? Uh, sorry. So as far as uh, faith and mentorship, um, you want to find somebody that is has a good ethics and core values as well when you're speaking to somebody or looking for somebody to trust as a mentor mm -hmm. or if you're going to mentor someone else you want to make sure that they they have a belief some type of belief system or values or ethics that you can partner and trust them gotcha gotcha okay cool so um now when it comes to looking for mentors uh is it mainly uh, like professors or is it folks that's in the field? Like, what, How do you go and, and seek out uh, mentors or, or uh, guidance from other people that have walked the path that you're, you're walking down yourself? Well, thinking back to my mentors, it's, it's, it's been people that I've worked with, mm -hmm. um, people either um, managers or presidents, uh, past professors have served as mentors and are still currently my mentors. Mm -hmm. So I believe professors, um, also uh, church leaders, church elders have been uh, great mentors and are great mentors. Gotcha. So you try to find people that are people that you look up to, um, people that you believe in and you can trust. Gotcha. Gotcha. Say. Cool. So uh, now we're uh, we worked through uh, your childhood. Uh, we got through uh, high school. Now we're at the beginning of college now. Did you always know that you wanted to be a hotel developer, uh, like through, you know, high school or like when you're like a kid, as soon as you start walking, you're like, man, one day I, I saw this hotel and it inspired me. Like, this is what I want to do. Or did this come much later in life? Well, actually, growing up, I, um, I used to draw like little houses and like little bedrooms and houses and yeah. little buildings and. I guess I was interested in real estate, but I didn't, I really didn't know there was the hotel development type of thing, but gotcha. I was always interested in some type of real estate, um, houses or buildings or mm -hmm. hotels, just some type of real estate, but I didn't know there's specific hotel development or hotel or, um, investment. I didn't know anything about that gotcha. until my college days. Gotcha. And so when, uh, were you, so as you went into uh, college, did that journey of hospitality or hotel development, does that start as a freshman in college or was that later on once you got your last degree? It was actually, actually, my, when I started at Purdue, actually I started in accounting. So I thought I would just, you know, do business. And um, so I was in accounting. I did that for the first, actually, uh, two years of college, actually, mm -hmm. my freshman and sophomore year. But then my junior year, I, that's when I found out about the hospitality school, actually, at, at Purdue. And uh, I was like, wow, this is interesting. This is something that I would, I mean, it's kind of more like a direct and more something I think I can have an impact in. So gotcha. my junior year is when I actually got into actual hotels and hospitality. So I actually switched my major to hospitality and tourism management from accounting gotcha. uh, my junior year of, of college. Okay. Now, uh, for, for those who, who have uh, followed me on Instagram, they know that it took me a while to finish college. I, I only got uh, my bachelor's degree uh, and it took me a minute uh, to go from, you know, starting college to actually graduating. Now, accounting and hospitality, I don't know if there's a lot of classes that overlap. 
So would you say it extended your stay in college or would you say that the first couple of years you mainly got your general uh, requirements and then when it really mattered, that's when I was like, all right, let me start getting into the meat and potatoes of those, those classes. Yeah, actually, the first two years, a lot of the classes transferred into the hospitality program because some of the accounting, um, like general accounting is a little bit similar to hospitality accounting. Mm. So it kind of translates a little bit. And then um, like a lot of the, the, like the science classes and the math classes, those all translated into the hospitality accounting because you still have math and general sciences in that degree. So I was able to pretty seamlessly transfer those uh, credits over. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. And, uh, and I know you also uh, pledge as well. Uh, so the, the name of your uh, fraternity, what's, what's the name of that? Yes, I pledged Iota Phi Theta Fraternity Incorporated. Gotcha. For, uh, the Brown and Gold Brothers. There you go. Uh, yep. Yeah, and I pledged that my junior year, actually. Junior year. Okay, so so what uh, what made you uh, pledge uh, with the Iotas? I saw the, the brothers on the yard. Um, There's actually some brothers that were on the track team as well. Um, and I saw what they were doing on campus as well as the leadership that, that they had. Um, and also the whole Greek life in general. Um, oh. Purdue is actually the third largest Greek system altogether. But mm. even though Iota Fraternity is an African-American fraternity, as far as fraternities and sorority systems, uh, black and white, Purdue has the third largest system. So it's it's very prevalent on campus. So they're very gotcha. active in the community and um, it was very, um, a great decision. And the best gotcha. decisions I made. Okay, gotcha. So. Uh, so you, you saw the, the leadership that they had in the community and uh, but I guess it'll be different for other schools. So you're saying that uh, fraternity life and sorority life, well, Greek life, I guess, is that is that uh, are you saying it's Greek life? Basically? Yeah, it's Greek life. So Greek life, it was so uh, impactful in those schools specifically, like uh, the Purdue and uh, these other type schools. As you went to other universities, did you notice a difference and how uh, Purdue handled uh, Greek life versus the other schools? Yeah, well, Purdue is what we call, you know, predominantly white institution. Mm -hmm. But um, so it's it's a little bit, the Greek life is, is a little different there. But when I went to graduate school, I went to a historically black college, Morgan State, gotcha. which was, a t it's totally different. Uh, mm -hmm. the, 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 even though it's, it's still Greek life, it's, it's um, the the feel is, is different um, between you know a Purdue versus Morgan State gotcha. or like a like a Howard versus a, like a, a UCLA you know it's gotcha. gonna be different different like the schools are the school is larger at a Purdue versus Morgan State it's a smaller school so mm. it's, it's gonna be more of a family feel mm. so it's just a little different taste you know? okay so if anybody is pledging would you recommend that they uh, oh, okay let me back it up. You're in high school, you're about to go to college, right? Would you recommend, uh, say, a young African-American person, would you recommend they go to an HBCU or should they go to a PWI? Well, I think it, it depends on what you want to study. Both schools give, offer great, great education, but you, you want to go to a school that you're, you know what the, the program you want to study is or you have a general sense of what you want to study. Mm -hmm. um, as far as uh, like Morgan, I, I got my MBA there, mm -hmm. and it's a, a great uh, business program. Uh, I know 
um, Purdue is a big like engineering school. So um, if you want to, like, you know, okay, I'm going to study engineering, you you would go to like a school like Purdue. That's gotcha. a big engineering school. Right. Or hospitality, they have a top hospitality program. So depending on what you want to study, I would first, you know, find what you're going to study mm-hmm. and then find the school that has that particular program mm-hmm. or a range of, a range of ideas of programs that you want to study. Find a school that has that and focus on that and then you, you can decide where you want to go. Gotcha. Okay. Good deal. And, and uh, last on the Greek life uh, question. So uh, that is, you're saying that you saw what they did uh, as far as leadership in the school, uh, but how would you say the role of that fraternity, uh, what what impact did they have on you uh, specifically, uh, and how did that make you uh, a better man and an entrepreneur? Sure. Well, as far as uh, on the campus, uh, I was able to be a more uh, have a more active role uh, in the community. I mean, before I was, you know, I was in the band, uh, and I was ran track, and I was. It's kind of like a small fish in a big pond. But when you join the fraternity, you're kind of more. You have a big, a bigger voice, I would say. So you you have a bigger voice. You're able to organize activities, um, social functions, um, kind of economic functions. Um, you can bring more people together, and you have more a sense of. Um, I guess belonging, and it was just a, a, a bigger voice. Gotcha. Gotcha. Good deal. And so now we're working our way through uh, your um, your you got your MBA. Uh, now, at what point did that shift happen to? All right, I'm going to go back and get another degree. Uh, but what what really made hospitality stand out to where you like? All right, this is where it's going to be. And not only is that this is where it's going to be, I'm also going to get into the hotel development side. So what was that transition for you? I would say, actually, probably my my senior year of college, I, I, well, I, I take it back. My junior year, I did an uh, internship, actually, with the hotel company. And so I kind of learned, I, I got an inside view of, you know, the construction of hotels and kind of what goes into the daily operations of a hotel. And then my senior year, I was actually working at a hotel on campus, and I was really enjoying it. And during my internship, I really enjoyed the inner workings of the hotel. But I kind of knew that uh, as far as my path, I would want to get more kind of detailed degrees because I love learning. And I, I thought that the more detailed degrees would give me more insight into you know running a hotel. So that's why I thought I would, you know, need an MBA and then down the road, like a real estate development degree. Gotcha. Okay. So you bring up uh, two very, very interesting points. So internships, well, let's start off with internships and I go to the next one. So internships, I've, I'm a huge uh, you know, advocate for internships. Uh, while I was in school, um, I remember uh, speaking to different students that were there. Uh, and just explain like, man, I got to get me this internship because I want to increase my chances of getting a job after college, not just kind of being out here. And so uh, I was applying for anything that would give me some type of experience because there's a whole, you know, uh, endless circle of, well, you don't have any experience, so you can't get the job and blah, blah, whatever. So with that, I remember my my internship that I ended up getting was uh, management uh, internship with Target. And of course, 
I had no dream job of working for Target or retail or whatever, but it's like I got to get my foot in the door of something because I don't know what uh, there is to do out there. Now, where I would say I could have done a little better was uh, instead of just getting a internship, I knew from a kid I wanted to be a real estate investor. But in my mind, it was a first I need to have a bunch of money and then I'll eventually get into real estate. But I didn't know that there were small steps that you could take into getting into real estate. So there were internships that I could have taken with real estate agents, uh, different brokers offices or whatever to kind of continue me on that path. But I just shot out and did something else. And it wasn't until years later I realized like, oh, you don't need to be rich to start in real estate and you could actually just build your way up. So internships, how important would you say internships are uh, for just any student right now that's in college? Uh, and if you were to really, you know, if you were to sit down with a student and talk to them and say like, hey, this is why internships are important, what would you tell that student? I would tell them they're probably the number one way of getting your foot in the door of an industry. I mean, my internship was kind of the building block of me getting those next next jobs, those next foot in the next door of my next career. So, I mean, I was, um, luckily Purdue, uh, I would have to credit them. They had a lot of career fairs and they really pushed us out there to interview and interview and interview. And so everyone was really getting interviews at, at interviews and internships at that time. So it was very, very key to get your foot in the door, knock on doors, do an internship, or um, just shadow some uh, somewhere on campus or uh, shadow a job somewhere so you have that experience of what you want to do or what, what field you want to you know, partake in because it's, it's really a, a, a great stepping stone, a building block to your career. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm going to pretend like I'm the student and I'm, and I'm kind of rebuttaling what you're saying here. All right. So I don't really know what I want to do. Right. I want to. I'm in college. My parents told me to go to college. Uh, I would rather make TikToks because I heard D'Amelio or whatever her name is. She's killing it on TikTok. So maybe I want to do some dances. But you as an adult, that's a successful entrepreneur. What would you tell that that that, you know, that young 19 year old like, hey, I don't even know if college is for me what would you still say about internships? Because that's, that's a real issue. It's like kids are going out there to college. They don't know why they're going out besides my mom said I had to, my dad said I had to. Mm -hmm. So what, what would you say to that person? I would say to, I guess college is also to help you find your passion. So yes, maybe you want to, you want to do TikTok or there's classes on you know, social entrepreneurship. I guess you could say so you can find an internship or shout out somebody that does that type of thing um so you would use those that internship or that shadow opportunity to as a transferable skill to what you eventually want to do so you might not know exactly what you want to do but you can still find an internship with something that you have a passion with and then you can uh parachute that into what you eventually want to do down the road gotcha yeah i love it man there, so there was a professor that I had um, while I was in college, and she recommended, you know, from freshman year, try to go to as many job fairs and career expos as possible, get your resume out, and 
the thing is your freshman year of course nobody wants you as far as the jobs or whatever it is because you're not qualified yet you don't have enough experience you don't have enough credits uh sometimes they can't even really take you on as an intern because you need to have x amount of classes in before you actually follow them because they want you to have a base knowledge of what these things are and but something that she said was just go out there because you don't want the time that counts to be your first time right and so by going out there every expo that was there i remember i'll go out and i'll give the resume does it okay uh, have you taken this class nope have you taken this class nope okay uh when do you graduate i graduate in like another two and a half years it's like i mean we're taking you know seniors right now we're taking whatever so like what do you want to do i'm like well i just want to introduce myself blah blah and get the, the the jitters out uh and you know i know i'm kind of repeating myself here but you don't want your junior year or your senior year uh to be that time to where it's like all right here's my resume and all of a sudden you freeze because oh wait this is my career now oh it's real now oh my gosh this is you know whatever so um you know any student any college student that's watching this right now Please go to the next career expo. Get your resume together. Um, I'm not sure. Well, should have this at uh, every uh, college uh, to where it's a uh, a career development center, to where you can go. They can help you with your resume uh, and just go from there. So, um, so that's that's the, the college aspect. So you went on and you said something that was also very interesting too. You had a internship that you uh, went to or shadowing that you went to at the hotel that was at your school. So explain, what was at your school? The hotel was at your school? No, no, no. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. The internship was during the summer, but mm-hmm. when I got back from the, from the summer internship, I was able to get a job on campus at a hotel. Gotcha, okay, right. So, yeah. so you got the job uh, at the hotel. So what made you get that job at the hotel? Was it a, you knowing that when you wanna be in hospitality and the hotel's there, so this makes sense or what was your thought process uh, behind getting that job uh, it, it was both uh to have money uh on campus mm-hmm. uh even though it's a little little bit of money mm-hmm. and um also to still continue what i learned from my internship because from the internship i knew yeah, i definitely want to be in hotels and uh, this is my passion and i enjoy it so i i really thought that the uh, on-campus job would really solidify you know my, my thinking and my thought process and getting me more exposure as well gotcha all right so you brought up the concept of having a detailed degree which i think is i haven't heard that term used before when it comes to actually picking a degree so so explain what you meant by a detailed degree and why that was so important well i, I would say detailed because there's a lot of um well, I guess uh, this is from, uh, I guess the current the current state of affairs. You can get these these general studies or general degrees, but if you have uh, a more detailed degree, it's more, uh, I guess, the detail in, um, I guess, the, the type of classes you take, which are are able to be used. So, as far as like like a hospitality and tourism management degree my first degree we actually had particular classes in like food services in lodging where you would work in a hotel um we had um cooking classes where you would cook like restaurant degree restaurant um 
meals. So there's degrees which are, I guess, detailed where you're actually getting real world exposure. And I think now actually colleges are, most degrees are leaning towards that way. So you're actually, you're not just taking um, a general class, you're taking classes which are giving you real world exposure to what you'll be doing in the future. Gotcha. So I guess, I guess all degrees are really more now, I guess, detail. But this was back in, when I, when I graduated, it was, it was a while ago, right. where degrees were more generalized. But now it seems that they're leaning more towards, you know, giving you real world exposure uh, in your classes that you're taking. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And so, um, and this is interesting, when it comes to the battle of should someone go to college versus can they just go on YouTube and learn uh, or take online courses uh, that people will prepackage together uh, because people want to learn like, hey, how do you do this? Here's a course, you know, 1997, you know, here's a course. So would you recommend someone get into hospitality or hotel development with going the route of getting degrees? Or would you say that purchasing courses online that's tailored to hotel development uh, is a better route? So which route would you recommend for somebody that's like, you know, I want to do that. And, you know, they're they're 20 years old. It's like, hey, which route do I go college or take this online course? Uh, I think, well, online is probably the wave of the future, but I still feel that an in-class um, session, whether community college or associate's degree, you, you get the exposure of other students and, and you, you get more, I think you can get more experience being in a classroom setting than online. With the classroom setting, you have the professor, you have other students, you're bouncing off ideas with, um, you're seeing what they think of something versus what you think, and you're able to, you know, brainstorm and come, you know, newer, fresher solutions, rather than I think online is more kind of one-on-one where you're not getting as much, you know, exposure as you would as you're in a classroom setting um, with other students. And uh, also you're, you're getting more exposure that way, more exposure that way. Yeah. So would you say that uh, hospitality uh, is more of a science uh, or is it more of an art? Uh, as far as what's the the best way to be successful uh, at at overall hospitality, it's, it's actually a, a mixture. But the the main thing is um, it's it's a, it's a people people business. So you have to be able to communicate and work with people. But then that's the uh, the art side. But the science side is you also have to understand, um, I guess, finance and uh, revenues and managing your day-to-day operations which is more a science piece where you know how many people do i need to have working this day uh how many beds do i need to get people into you know to to keep the hotel running out of a profit so there's there's a a mix of it but um if you have the 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 bad service part which is your your art piece you won't be successful in you know the 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 science piece of you know making your revenue so Gotcha. It's a it's a a mixture I would say. I love it. I love it. Okay, uh, cool. So, um, if someone wanted to get started uh, and they want to get into hotel uh, development, uh, how, how do you start? Well, with hotel development, uh, you do need to kind of 
start in the hotel space. So that's uh, learning about hotels. What, what, you know, you there's hotels are a lot more than you know just checking in and checking out. There's the housekeeping aspect. There's the maintenance of the hotel. There's the uh, sales aspect of the hotel. There's weddings, banquets. Uh, there's a lot of aspects that make a hotel run. So you first need to know the operations piece of a hotel uh, because even though you, you there's a hotel development piece, you have to know the operations side so you can make the two seamless uh, to let your hotel be profitable. So the first thing you want to do is have a passion for hotels uh, and the hotel space. Gotcha. So the first thing is just have a passion to get ready to take on all the information and know all the ins and outs of of what what a hotel actually is right yes i mean there's there's so many different pieces to a hotel it's not it's it's a big big entity and you you want to be comfortable in all the spaces and all the areas so you bring up another interesting point so if somebody would have asked me like hey can you have events at hotels i'd be like obviously and so i would say can you have a banquet can you have a wedding can you also sleep there can you also buy snacks there can you also uh you know have different reward systems i would say yes but i after you said that it made me realize how many revenue streams a hotel actually has and understanding how to maximize uh, a hotel uh profit potential so uh what are some uh some of these different uh revenue streams that you would say typically like a typical person wouldn't think of like what what's some revenue streams of a hotel okay so the revenue streams we kind of break them into different different pieces you have first of all your your guest experience that's your your actual your casual guests which we call leisure and then you have your business guests your business guests so you try to book uh corporate events and that's where you bring in your business guests so they'll book your corporate your corporate room bookings and then they'll have their corporate events where it's uh, either their, their seminars or beatings, and that's one piece of revenue. And then you have your different day, different um, holidays of the year, which is gotcha. your lease. All right, so hotels, uh, I see that they have uh, multiple revenue streams. So tell me a little bit about uh, what are all the different streams of revenue for a hotel that people may not really think about? Okay, so uh, some of the kind of lesser known revenue streams, um, you have your food and beverage, of course, which is your, your restaurant. And then there's also going to be, usually in the hotel, there's a, a market, which is maybe 24 hours where you can pick up, you know, snacks and things like that. That's a revenue stream. Uh, you have your events. So there's corporate events, weddings. So the corporate events are usually when we, we try to find uh, corporations that want to book sleeping rooms as well as have um, maybe seminars or events. So we'll, we'll package a deal where they'll have sleeping rooms as well as their uh, rooms for their events. Uh, you're also going to have um, weddings or, or no banquets, um, family functions, uh, social parties. Um, we can We can rent out the hotel for um, some of the suite rooms can be booked for birthday parties. Mm. Uh, those are kind of kind of things that are booked as well. Um, if you have dignitaries coming in, maybe they want the penthouse or um, 
there's different ways you can, you know, generate different revenues from the hotel. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And so, okay, that's, that's interesting because, uh, like I said before, whenever you think of hotel, my mind immediately goes to bets, people coming in, checking out. Uh, and would you say that are, are there any revenue streams that are somewhat of a loss leader to where we don't really make money on this, but we do this because it enhances their experience? Uh, so what's something that you, you would you spend money on to where it's like if we don't have this that people are, feel like they're missing out? Well, yeah, yeah, food and beverage is one of the things that doesn't uh, well, it, it is a slim margin to make revenue. Most of the gotcha. revenue is made in, in, the, in the what we call rooms revenue, which is the beds. And then you kind of you have the food revenues, which are you have to make very slim margins actually to make a revenue. But if there's if there's a loss in food, you kind of make that up with the rooms revenue. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Good deal. All right. And what's something that you wish you knew when you started uh, hotel development? Well, what's something that you wish you knew? Uh, something I wish I had knew when I started. I would say there's uh, you just have to be very um, very patient. It's not a um, quick um, business, a quick thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes time. Um, you have to have a lot of patience to to see it through is what i would say gotcha um gotcha yeah so so with that and and i didn't ask this before so when we're saying hotel development what what does that mean uh what what does hotel development mean okay so the hotel development piece is really uh bringing finding like a blank side of land and developing the whole hotel so that development process includes um Pulling together engineers, architects, getting your franchise flag for what type of hotel it will be, permitting with the city, getting buy-in from the residents. So there's a um, putting together a feasibility study to see if you can should even build the project. Uh, so there's a, a long uh, process of you know developing a hotel, getting the the financing from the bank, uh, getting your partners. Um, there's a lot of steps to developing a hotel and um, the tail end is where you do the soft opening of the hotel. But the development process is everything you do before the actual soft opening uh, of the hotel. Gotcha. So uh, what makes a good hotel site? Because, uh, you know, you say you started off with the with the land that you're actually building the hotel on. What are you looking for whenever you find that piece of land, uh, whether it's size, location, whatever? What, what's what's important to you to where it's like ah that's a good spot location is a good piece but you also want to um, look for somewhere that's uh, up and coming um, where you can see that there's it's kind of probably similar with a commercial building where you want somewhere where it's up and coming you can see that there's going to be some booming business coming in uh, good uh, resident count uh, you want to see that the the uh, Let's see what what type of uh, things are around. Um, you want to make sure that uh, there's good buy-in from from the 
people that are there mm-hmm. uh, that they're going to be involved in with it as well. Uh, you want to see like the locals, basically, like the, the, local, the local, the locals gotcha. that are there, uh, mm-hmm. the local government as well. And make sure the the local government, the city, uh, the region that they're they're going to have buy-in as well. That they'll be able mm-hmm. to support you, and you can support them and partner with them. They're going to be one of your biggest biggest partners. Um, you want the as far as the, the city councilman as well. You want to make wow. sure you you're able to. Yeah, you want to make sure you have a lot of buy-in from everybody that you're going to be uh, bringing a, a project to. You want to make sure that there's um, a lot of local attractions there, maybe it, maybe a movie theater, um, libraries, schools, and then you want to make sure there's uh, uh, good access as well, like freeways or if it's uh, local roads. You want to make sure everything is 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 built right, or um, you want to make sure that the, the the location is one that is is very um, admirable. I would say. Gotcha, gotcha. So I didn't know there was so much buy-in that was needed by city officials, the people, uh, and and everything else. Now, this makes me think about. Uh, I'm not sure if you know uh, a lot about apartment development. Um, do you, do you know uh, do you know people that do apartment development uh, or anything like that? Yeah, I have a few colleagues, but I'm not. That's not, not really my. So from what you've heard, I'm not sure if you guys speak about this, but what are some differences uh, you think uh, is uh, is there between hotel development and apartment development? Like what what are some differences you would say that, oh, I know apartments don't have to deal with this um, from your perspective? Uh, I would say apartments are probably more uh, like residential housing where it's it's not as it's 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 um i guess you you wouldn't need as much buy-in from a city because it's it's not really a a hotel is more of a commercial product where you're you're doing more than um people just sleeping in the rooms you you're you you need it's like a a restaurant is there too so you need more uh there's there's different centers within the hotel rather than an apartment or, or uh, uh, housing is more of a residential piece. So I think with the uh, apartment or um, uh, single housing, um, maybe you wouldn't you wouldn't have to go through many as many hoops as a hotel. Gotcha. As far as even even with like the permitting and uh, licensing and op- occupancy certificates, right? Um, I guess a hotel would be a little more. Um, a little more to get into. Gotcha. So thinking about this and trying to compare the two actually made me think about why so much buy-in is needed for a hotel uh, compared to an apartment. And one of them is, in a way, a hotel is looked at as being more beneficial to a city than an apartment uh, would be. So an apartment is just there to, okay, folks are just looking for a place to, to live. Whereas uh, a hotel is a, it's obvious that people are not coming there long term, but it's creating uh, shelter for people that's coming in to spend money in the city, and they as well as an no, go ahead, go ahead. yes, as well as an economic indicator. I mean, you're bringing a lot of um, jobs from the hotel, so the, the city is going to be happy with you know more jobs within the city, and it's going to produce more. Uh, 
income for the city as well. People coming in, spending more money. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why you're looking for buy-in from your city officials. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay, makes sense. All right, and now as far as a first step, all right, this is a segment of the show to where, um, you know, the, the name of the podcast is the Your First Steps uh, podcast. So um, I know you spoke about having passion first when it comes to uh, being in a hotel space and one of the first things you should have. But if somebody is like, okay, I'm passionate. I, I, I know I want to be in hotel development. What is their, their first step to like, okay, now day one, I do this. The first thing I would do, I would just go into a hotel and start, you know, from the, start from the, um, from the door. You want to go in and you want to, you know, at, apply for a job uh, anywhere, whether it's in housekeeping, the front desk, engineering, sales, shadow, um, doing internship, get a part-time job, uh, because that's your your first step is you want to understand you know what it takes to run a hotel first before you can you know develop a hotel so you want to okay let me get my hands dirty let me see how many how long it takes to get all these beds ready for the guests uh what this check-in process looks like um how do i get bookings the different booking engines how do i work with them how do i maintain my revenue within the hotel um how do i control the labor costs you know, you want to get your foot in the door. You want to understand, you know, what what it takes to be in the hotel space. Gotcha. So, in a way, you got to be in the belly of the beast to really know the inner workings of what it's all about. That is very interesting. I I was definitely expecting a different answer, uh, but what you said makes way more sense, right? And I've heard uh, someone. Uh, I say this before, uh, but he was speaking about the medical field. I, I didn't agree with it from that aspect, uh, but I feel like with hospitality, it does make sense. So even if you're in, like, even if you're going in and being a janitor, being a part of uh, the janitorial department, it's a huge part of what a hotel is. So by actually going in there, on some levels, you may have more insight than somebody that's just at the front desk. Because you mm-hmm. see the inner work, that's huge. That is a huge shift. So, there, so that that's something that you guys. I don't want that to go over your head. Uh, if you want to get started in the hospitality industry, if you want to start with hotel development, step one isn't buying land, right? Step one is actually getting into the belly of the beast, going into the hotel, and actually getting the job there, and seeing all right, what does a successful hotel look like? What what is mm-hmm. like? What what's the inner workings? What is the day to day? How does management work? Uh, how does the, the janitor, uh, you know, what, what's the scheduling like? Uh, what are the, the stats? What are the hours? What's the, like figuring out what that actually looks like in person instead of theory. Kofi, that is huge. That is huge, dude. I, I, that's, that's, a, that's a huge tip. Uh, so uh, now let's speak about the photo booth business uh, that uh, you and your wife started uh, during the pandemic. Uh, is when yes. it started. So, explain uh, how that idea came about, uh, and then uh, let me know how the pandemic uh, affected you guys uh, with the business. Sure. Well, my wife uh, Kamisha, she takes most of the, all the credit for this. She's very, uh, as you can see, I'm very um, 
laid back. Uh-huh. My wife is a social butterfly. She's very um, out there, and she's um, very much in, in that in that space. She actually has an organization uh, company called Social Tea, where it's a women empowerment organization. So they have a lot of events. So through that, um, she's always uh, having these uh, events that she was uh, throwing through the company, through her, her organization. Mm-hmm. So we decided to do this photo booth uh, that as an extension of that. So we do you know weddings, birthday parties, uh, through the event rentals business. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, and so and so it started with that organization, and then as an extension, you have the that business. Then from there, it was a well, why not do it for other people? Uh, basically, yes, because we're you we were already using it, using it for uh, like hiring other people to do it. So we said let's just do it ourselves. Gotcha. Okay, interesting. And so. Uh, is that the only thing that you all decided to also do uh, because you're hiring somebody else to do it? Or was this like a, like, okay, out of all the things that we may hire folks to do, this seems like the most reasonable um, business to start. Like what, what made y'all look at that out of all the things uh, that could have been and say, this is a good idea. I guess that's, that's where we started. And I guess the eventual goal was to actually have an event space. So this is kind of like a, a jump off to that. You, you start with, you know, photo booths, mm-hmm. uh, flower walls, um, 360, and then you expand that to the event space gotcha. down the road. So the photo booth, you said a flower wall? Yeah, flower walls for the photo booth. Got Okay, 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 okay. Wait, yeah, flower so. wall for, oh, so the, so, so you, not a so booth, you, not an old school booth with the curtain. A booth like uh, a place that's like on this wall. They're gonna be like like at weddings where it's like you stand there. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got yeah. It, got there's it. a flower. Okay. Yeah. People taking pictures there. Exactly. Gotcha. All right. Uh, and then um, the 360 uh, cameras. Yes. And then from there, having an event space that would uh, incorporate all those things in there as like additional add-ons to as a package. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Do you know who Nehemiah Davis is? Nehemiah did no. Okay, so he is a guy on social media. Uh, he uh, teaches folks about Instagram. Uh, teaches folks about uh, a lot of different things. But uh, one of the things that he has courses on uh, and information on is event spaces. Uh, and okay. I was considering uh, doing an event space um, with uh, you know with with the family and doing all that. But maybe that's something that. Uh, since you guys already have the goal in mind, maybe that's something that we could eventually work on together. Uh, and this wasn't scripted, uh, so you know, whatever. <laughs> so now that I know that this is good, I remember we were talking about this a while ago. Uh, I think when uh, Kamisha was actually doing a photo shoot uh, of me at the park uh, while we was up okay, there, yeah. I remember we were yep. talking about doing like a, a podcast type studio uh, to where she was thinking about doing that. Um, and then I think we also said something about the event space or having an event space with a podcast studio in the back. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, we should do something, but we'll talk more about that uh, later on. But that's, that's, that's awesome. So what made you uh, also want to incorporate the event space? Like, is it, is it also because you guys were renting out venues and it's like, Hey, mm-hmm. let's do that. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think it's better to just 
you know, incorporating your own rather than to keep using, you know, other facilities. You can you just use your own and just expand it out. Gotcha. But I like a slow I like a slow ramp up. It's, it's my my idea too. Gotcha, gotcha. Rather than I love it. all at once, trying to just do it all at once, just right. do a slow ramp up. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, good deal. So, um, if somebody wanted to start with uh, the like the three sixty cameras and the photo booths and all that, uh, what's their first step that they would take uh, in order to actually just start that process? Well, this piece is, is uh, uh, not too much capital intensive. But you would just, you know, buy the, the product. You can look online and look for a, a 360 photo booth or um, an open air photo booth. Uh, buy the product and then you can you can test it out, play with it, see if you how it how it feels. Mm-hmm. Um, because there is a software piece to it as well. Get comfortable with it and then you can just go ahead and practice. You know, gotcha. go out there and, and do it. So how do you market? Uh, like, so you you buy the equipment. You got the stuff. How do you actually, uh, you know, reach out to potential uh, people that want to rent it out from you? Or so, so how, how does that work? That uh, you, you, you reach out to uh, wedding coordinators, um, and they're like a big, a big, uh, a big key. Mm-hmm. Uh, use social media, of course, um, and then you know, friends and family, uh, and just anyone that's looking for events. You just gotcha. reach out to them. And through our website or, or social media. Gotcha, gotcha. I love it, man. All right, cool. So, all right, this uh, next segment is the lightning round. All right, and so with this, this is where I ask uh, a few different questions. Uh, and the first thought that comes to mind, uh, say that, because uh, that makes for uh, better answers. So uh, we'll go from there. So the first question I have for you is um, if you were to write a message in the sky like you know those planes that can write you know messages mm-hmm. and draw things in the sky if you could have a message written in the sky and everyone in the world could see it at the same time what would you want that message to be hmm. uh, wow interesting question <laughs> i would say something about um Be grateful for every day of life. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. It's a positive inspirational message. Gotcha, gotcha, okay, good deal. All right, next, if you were to combine two animals, right, uh, and whether it's like, uh, just to give you an example, if you were to say, I want a, uh, a eagle body, but I want it to have like the neck of a giraffe or something, right? Whatever it is, two animals, combine the two to create a super animal. What would those two animals be? And what attributes would you pick? And why would you pick those? Two animals? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I would say... Uh, I guess... Our rhinoceros head, because okay. it's strong. <laughs> strong right. and powerful. Mm-hmm. And then the legs would be... I guess maybe a cheetah because it's fast. Okay. So, so a, a fast, powerful animal. A foul, okay. So uh, a rhino with cheetah speed. That's dangerous. Yes. That is dangerous. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that is, no, nobody's safe. All right. So, uh, and lastly, 
Uh, and this is a very, very debated uh, question. Uh, a lot of people tend to not be able to answer this question. And the people who do answer it, they're very strong on one side, right? So okay. the question is, Ghanaian jollof or Nigerian jollof? Which one is better? Oh, that's easy. It's My wife's jollof. Your wife, Jill. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I'll take it. I will take it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, well, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate you, uh, you know, coming on to the, to the pod. Uh, so where can everybody find you if they want to uh, learn more about hotel development or just uh, really get to know you? Uh, where, where can they find you? Okay. They can check my website. It's kominvestments.com. That's my company, K-O-M Investments, LLC. Uh, or they can check my Instagram, Hotel Development underscore Man, and that's hotel where you can find me. Underscore Man, Hotel Development mm-hmm. underscore Man. All right, awesome, awesome. Hey, Kofi, thank you so much, uh, and hopefully we get that event space started uh, soon. And you know, yes, I'm yep. looking forward to doing business with you, man. So thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Your First Steps podcast. Let us know what you thought about this episode by leaving a review. And don't forget to subscribe.